Hey, Luke, you want to hear a morbid joke? Uh, I guess so. Where did Susie go uh, after she was getting lost on a minefield? I don't know. Everywhere. On this episode of Another Digital Citizen, we'll be talking about News of the Week, TV of the Week, Manifest Episode 3, Hono Hana, Movies of the Week, Super Showdown results, and another digital review of Venom. This is another digital citizen. This is a podcast meant to encourage logic through stupidity and chaos. A podcast meant to incite discussion between friends, enemies, countries, and religions. This is a podcast for us. For the digital world. Welcome, citizen. Hello, ladies and uh, gentlemen, and welcome to another Digital Citizen, another week. Uh, it's been a long time since I've talked to you, it feels like, Luke. Uh, it does feel like it was a long week, but only because last week we were doing it every day, so... Yeah, yeah. yeah. It feels like, whoa! <laughs> I haven't talked to you in forever! <laughs> it, well, at least the beginning of the week, it seemed really like forever and ever. And then the last two days went by really fast for me. I don't know. Maybe it was just because yeah. I was doing a lot of other stuff as well. So, so how's your week been? You know, it's been all right. Uh, yeah. Definitely getting to be fall here, but it's 70 degrees outside right now. So that's a little weird. Global warming and all. Um, But that's fine, I guess. <laughs> It's good with global warming. I've heard some rumors about it's good for you. I saw the thing from the UN that came out this week talking about how yeah. global warming is a bigger problem than we actually thought. And that... What a surprise! <laughs> we need to get it figured out now, otherwise we're totally effed. So, yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't think we will figure it out. So, guess what? I think we are. Uh, Totally effed? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. It's fine. The rich so, people will all live in their bunkers until the planet fixes itself and they'll all come back out again. You think that is going to happen? Well, rich people definitely have bunkers, so I don't know if they're equipped to last as long as a uh, global warming scenario would last. I think it would be hundreds of years, so no, I think they'd be dead in their bunkers before it ended. Yeah, but will will they create a dystopian fantasy... Uh, where they can't go any... It, it sounds... Now we're talking to it, it sounds like the plot for the hundred, doesn't it? <laughs> oh, the begin the first season, I guess, yeah. I mean, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, I mean, that's a real scenario that could actually happen, I guess, in a way. Except yeah. it, except for... The, the, we didn't talk anything about AI, which was kind of involved with the 100, but... True. But everything has AI in it now. Like every movie I've seen, every 
TV show I've seen. Everything. Hmm. Okay. Yeah. I mean, everything. Feel- it's true. It feels like that. Kids That's movies sure. that you're like, this is just a fun kids movie, and then it's about AI. You're like, what the hell? This is. Some- <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm sure when when what is the latest one that's coming out uh, from Disney now? Ralph breaks the internet. Uh, is that the newest? Is that is that isn't that the sequel to Wreck It Ralph? Is that the one you're talking about? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yes. No, I haven't seen it. That's... I, I didn't know that was okay. coming out. Oh, it's coming out. Uh, I've seen the trailer for it. It looks like Rocket Ralph. Uh, I was not the. I'm I'm kind of one of the very few I know of that didn't especially think Wrecked Ralph was all that. But maybe I. I'm wrong. I, to be honest, I didn't see the whole thing, so I don't think I really have a place ah. to say. But I didn't even make it through the whole movie, oh. so yeah. That's saying something, maybe. Oh, yeah, I don't know. It just wasn't my cup of tea, but. Mm. I think I was tired at the time too, so maybe it was maybe yeah. it was a combination of things. Hey, how how right were we in our predictions for uh, the Nobel Peace Prize last week? We were a hundred percent correct, you say? Yeah, to a degree. There was one point where I was like, I don't know how they could give it to somebody in me too, because how do you pick just one person? Right. Well. <laughs> 2018 Nobel Peace well. Prize awarded to two people. <laughs> yeah. That was the answer. You just don't award it to one person. That was the answer I didn't oh. think of last week. <laughs> yeah. yeah. No, we talked about it. It went to Nadia Murad and Dennis Mugwege? Mugwege? Wiggy? Wiggy? Mugwege? Mugwege. Something like that. Yes, something like that. So who are those people? Uh, the pair won the award for their efforts to end the use of sexual violence as a weapon of war. Uh, Nobel mm-hmm. Committee Chairman Brett Reese Anderson uh, said unveiling to the winners in Oslo. Uh, both have come to represent the struggle against the global scourge, which goes well beyond any single conf- uh, conflict, uh, as the ever-expanding Me Too movement has shown. They have put their own personal security at risk by courageously combating war crimes and securing justice for victims. So, yeah. It says here, Nadia Murad was captured by ISIS and repeatedly raped and subjected to abuse. So that's who that is. Dennis McVeigh is a helper who has devoted his life to defending victims of wartime sexual violence. Uh, He is a witness who tells of the abuses perpetrated against... Uh, oh, she is a witness who uh, tells of the abuses perpetrated against herself and others. So this guy, he's just devoted himself to defending victims of wartime sexual violence. And she was a victim mm-hmm. of violence that has come out and talked about it and helped a lot of people. So that's what it, that's why they got it. I, I, I don't mind this peace price. The only thing that I do mind is that I, I'm not sure if it's a peace price. Uh, they definitely tried to... I, I think I know what you mean, but at least with these two people, they're trying to connect it to war. Right. And at least with this guy, he's a, devoted his life to defending victims of wartime sexual violence, and she was 
a victim of sexual violence during, I guess, what you would call a war. I mean, is what we're doing against ISIS a technically a war? I don't know, but it's violent. So I can see Peace Prize out of that. It's a it's it's an okay price. Uh, I mean, I'm 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 not surprised by it at all. It's a it's a uncontroversial price. That's for sure. It's not been any talk in the media about like why are they getting it? Right. Okay. It's you. You mean it's not like. Obama or something like that. If it would have been right. Trump, then it would be huge, like outcry yes. and everything. So yeah. Yes. No, it's 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 okay. It's an okay price. I I mean I, I I can't I can't say anything against it, but I'm not like I'm not like super happy or involved with it either. Uh, I mean, it, I'm I mean? fine with it. I don't, I don't see any problem with it. I know why they did it. It's uh, okay. It was obvious yeah. that's what they were gonna do. So I don't. So yeah. Uh, Brett Kavanaugh sworn into high court after revengeous confirmation. It was uh, uh, fifty days and forty-eight days. That's pretty close, if you ask me. But Kevin was sworn in Saturday night as the 114th justice of the U.S. Supreme Court after wrenching debate over sexual misconduct and judicial uh, temperament that shattered the standard, captivating the nation and ushered into an archimonious new level of polarization. Ask me to say that ten times fast. <laughs> Uh, now, uh, uh, encroaching on the court that uh, the 53-year-old uh, judge may as well swing right ward for the de- 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 decades to come. Jesus Christ, I can't read today. Well, you picked, like, the one story that had all the giant words in it. I don't know why you picked that story to, to read. But, no, I don't know. Uh, yeah. The 50-48 cap. Uh, roll call capped a fight that sees national conversation over claims emerging that he had sexual assault with three women decades ago. Allegations he emphatically denied. Those accusations transformed the clash from a routine struggle over judicial ideology into an angry jumble of questions about victims' rights and the presumption of innocence and personal attacks uh, on nominees. Uh, Right. Does it say anything in here about what happened? Okay, yeah, right. Well, I'll just mention it because it doesn't seem to say it in this article, but uh, they did the FBI investigation that we were talking about, what, two weeks ago, right, Fro? Yeah, yes. And I had said, I don't know if if he, if he it gets found out that he actually did something, the FBI finds out that he actually sexually assaulted somebody. I don't think the Republicans are going to believe him. That's what I said two weeks ago. Right. Uh, but it comes out that the FBI says that he that none of this ever happened, and that uh, he is not guilty of any kind of sexual assault. And now the Democrats don't believe him, <laughs> or don't believe the FBI. They think the FBI. So it it was a catch twenty two. No matter who, which way the FBI would have said, somebody wasn't going to believe it, right? It's a it's a strange. It's almost an allegation against. Uh, the woman that was 
in the Senate. I don't know what you're talking about. Uh, I mean, it's almost an allegation of hers saying uh, it, uh, it, it's a lie what she said, Christina Ford. Who's saying that? I'm confused. The FBI. Uh, well, they said they did an investigation and found that nothing happened. So I guess the, in a, in a kind of a way, they're saying she lied. Yeah. Right. But yeah. Uh. But yeah, I mean, somebody's got to be lying here because he says that he didn't do it, and she says he did do it. So somebody's got to be lying. Yeah. Either way, whether the FBI would have come out with one way or another, like I said, somebody was would have been lying. And whether you were the left or the right, uh, it seems to me that uh, in this case, because it came out that he didn't, the left said, oh, we don't believe the FBI. The FBI is crooked and that the White House made them come out with this report, even though they're the ones that called to have the FBI do this in the first place and then they don't believe it. But like I said, if it would have gone the other way, then the Republicans wouldn't have believed it. But this whole thing is crazy to me, and the craziest part to me, and it doesn't have anything really to do with Brett Kavanaugh, it has more to do with this FBI thing, is that we're at a point where if you're accused of sexual assault and there's a criminal investigation by the police or the FBI and it comes back with a result, even then people still don't believe you. So what is the right. line in this Me Too movement where, uh, let's, uh, I'm going to go back to Ronaldo, Fro. Let's say they did, the FBI went and did an investigation about the whole Ronaldo incident, incident, right? Right. And it turned out that the FBI came out and none of it was true, right? And then all these people said, no, I don't believe the FBI. Would that be acceptable in that situation as, as, it, as it is acceptable in this situation? Right. What do you think? I say no. I think if uh, no, no. I, I just think that people are using this is definitely political. You know what I mean? It's like if the FBI came out and said, "Nope, Ronaldo didn't do any of those things. The girl was lying to try to get publicity," and the FBI did a full uh, investigation and they came out and said it wasn't true. See, we're getting to this point where if you're accused, even if you're proven it's proven innocent, you're still guilty. This is not yeah. healthy. Uh, justice system like there's no justice here it's it's you're guilty until proven guilty there's no guilty until proven innocent or innocent until proven guilty or anything you know what i mean it's guilty until proven guilty and that's scary to me yeah 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 no it's it's shit scary but uh it's it's like i i find it interesting that uh First and foremost, that it took so short time. That's the uh, I, that's I, the whole thing here that uh, Democrats are saying is the right. FBI didn't take long enough. They didn't talk to enough people. And then somebody came out today saying that the White House definitely um, kept them from doing certain things. I don't really know what those certain things were. But that's the argument from the Democrats right now is that oh, the FBI didn't do their job, and that's why they didn't find out he was guilty. If they would have done his job, they would have found out he was guilty. Right. But they're not putting into account that maybe she is lying. Like, what if it, that oh, is the case? Oh. Like, right. this is not... We're, we're, justice doesn't exist in these scenarios, like I said. There's, it's all, oh. it's, there is no uh, innocent until proven guilty if... Even when you have an investigation that happens, you still call them guilty. <laughs> it's like... Right. Yeah. Anybody else, this would not be acceptable. So. 
No, and I, I, I totally agree with you. That's why, but I find it, I find it, um, I find it interesting that I believed her, and uh, I'm now I'm not so sure anymore. I mean, I mean, I have to trust that guy. I, I don't have to trust the. That, that's the thing. I don't have to trust the FBI either. I can, in this scenario, I can believe that they, they also. We're trying to screw somebody. Let's say that Trump did get in there and uh, keep them from seeing things they wanted to see or whatever. But right. when the Democrats were the one calling for the FBI investigation to prove one way or another, and then they get the mm. FBI investigation they asked for, and they still don't believe that, like right. you gotta, there has to be some kind of line where um, a person who is accused of these kind of things can redeem themselves at some point. Right. You know what I mean? And what? This is you it, when even after a criminal investigation, it's found that you didn't do it, and you still aren't redeemed. That is, I I don't think that's a good way uh, for us to go as a society. So, I totally agree with you. But uh, let's talk about something uh, strange instead, because uh, Whedon Space is going to be a thing now. Why are they sending? Weed into space. Right. This, like, I can't go a single week without seeing, like, five articles about marijuana in the last month, bro. Ever since that whole Coca-Cola thing, everybody in, like, all these different industries have started just, it's acceptable to talk about uh, doing uh, cannabis research. But this is about this uh, Lexington, Kentucky. I think that's a good thing, though. Yeah, oh, yeah, it is, definitely. It's just strange how... You know, it can be acceptable in society. Like, I would say 80% of Americans, or maybe even more, think it's okay for people to smoke weed, right? But as soon as Coca-Cola says it, then the government's like, yeah, go ahead and legalize that, and oh yeah, we can send it up to space. But like, before Coca-Cola said it was okay, no, it wasn't. Like, it just shows you how much um, sway corporations really have, I think. But... Uh, this is about a Le- Lexington, Kentucky-based startup called Space Tango. All right. Uh, the company makes clean room laboratories in microwaves, microwave-sized boxes. Uh, because space, uh, the space station, uh, the International Space Station, is really tight on space, obviously. And this, so they make little tiny boxes to do experiments in space. That's what this company does, and they have started. Creating a space cube called Cube Lab modules. Companies like Anheuser Busch uh, can send barley into space to be observed how a crop could be cultivated in zero gravity environments. Uh, so, Space Tango is now taking developments to experiment with zero gravity environments and how it could affect cannabis cultivation. Alongside with two Kentucky hemp and cannabis cultivation retailers. So, they're going to see, I guess it's just kind of what will happen if you grow weed in space. How will it be affected? Will it grow? Like, will it make some crazy different new kind of weed? Maybe, I don't know. Is that the ultimate ironic thing to do when you're in space, uh, getting spaced in space? That's the other thing. I saw this came out, and then, um, what's his name? Uh, scientist guy. 
He did that interview with Katy Perry where she asked if science and math are the same thing. What's his name? You know who I'm talking about? I have absolutely no clue. He's got his own TV show. The scientist guy, whatever. He's really famous. Maybe I'll remember his name in a second. He came out yesterday saying that uh, smoking weed in space could kill you. (laughs) No, really? Yeah, because of like the... uh, I, I think it has to do with the gravity and like when you suck okay. if you were to suck uh smoke into your lungs it, it it's gonna right. affect you differently because of the lack of gravity i don't know oh. i'd have to do a little more research but i saw i saw him say that i think it was yesterday i think it was in a tweet yeah neil degrasse tyson there we go oh i love him he's all right i think he's to be honest I liked him better five years ago. I think over time, people have given him a, a little too much praise, and he's kind of got a little bit of a head on him now. But that's fine. Hey, look, I know this is a sad week for you, especially for this new thing, because <laughs> you and me, we were hot on the Google Plus trend. I mean, we were there every week, checking out posts, making posts on the Google Plus account. Right, posting up memes before the whole meme... <laughs> Apocalypse on Google Plus. Yeah. yeah, yeah, that was me and you making business connections I, I... and everything. Yeah, <laughs> I've been there once. <laughs> <laughs> I had a, I actually got a Google Plus trial uh, beta. I was on it on beta, like before it actually yeah. opened, and then um, I never <laughs> went back after it opened. Yeah, me neither. Isn't that funny? We both did it. Yeah, they they are shutting down. Are you sad? Oh, it's so sad. It, it says at least Google is shut, Google Plus is shutting down for consumers. Following disclosure Monday that yes. the private company, private data of hundreds of thousands of its users uh, of the social network were potentially exposed because of a bug in the Alphabet-owned companies. Uh, oh, that the Alphabet company kept quiet. The glitch gave outside developers possible access to private profile data of Google Plus users, though Google says it found no evidence of any de- that any developers were even aware of the bug or that any pro- pro- uh, profile data was misused or accessed. So, mm, according okay, to Google... Uh, the... According to Google, oh, the yeah, bug was patched the last March and profiles up to 50. Thousand. No, five hundred thousand. More than five hundred thousand. Yep. Uh, sorry, Google Plus users were potentially affected. Google says that the data was limited to optional profile fields that included person's name, email address, occupation, gender, and age. Company added that the glitch did not affect any other data uh, that may have been posted or connected to the Google Plus account uh, or any other site like. Google Plus post messages, Google uh, account data, phone numbers, or G Suite content. But, uh, I mean, it's still fucking bad. Right, it says here, Google Plus never came close to challenging rival Facebook for social network supremacy, but Google uh, all but acknowledging the fact that the blog post announced the service uh, impending demise, right? Uh, I thought this was interesting. Last time we were talking about Google+, Plus, we were talking about uh, the whole internet privacy thing and everything, and I was talking about how there's no replacement for Google uh, and saying, 
Well, people could argue there's Google Plus, but it's not really the same thing. But I was I was making the point that you could make that argument that there is another Facebook and it's Google Plus. Well, guess what? That argument no longer exists. <laughs> yeah, no, there's no argument for it. But uh, yeah, I think it's interesting they say it's closed down for consumers. Does that mean that it's open for other people? Businesses? It could still be like a. Um, it could turn into kind of a, uh, a LinkedIn kind of thing, where it's more like a business profile kind of page. You know what I mean? Because that's what basically uh, it already is. The only people that are using Google Plus's uh, accounts are businesses. So, I think that's what it's going to be. It's going to be more like a LinkedIn, but uh, a social media network for companies to talk back and forth instead of people. But who knows? Who knows? Hey. Have you ever heard of the Queen of Sweden? Well, she is an eight-year-old girl that discovered a pre-Viking era sword in a Swedish lake. Swedish-American saga Venek found the ancient artifact while playing in the western lake during the summer near her family's holiday home in the south of the country. Expert at the local museum estimate that the sword is around 1,500 years old, according to local reports. I will do this in a Swedish accent, of course, because it's so different than a Norwegian, Norwegian one. Okay, yeah, totally yeah. different, yeah. I, I was outside in the water throwing sticks and stones and stuff to see how far they skip, and they then found some kind of stick when said. Uh, told the local Swedish news uh, website. Do you hear the difference between those two things? Norwegian and Swedish accent? Yeah, of I want to suck your blood. <laughs> yeah. I picked up <laughs> I picked up and was going to drop it back in the water but uh, it had a handle and I saw it was a little bit pointy at the end and all rusty. I held it up in the air and I said, Daddy I found a sword! When, uh, when That's not what she it? actually said. She actually held it up in the air and said, There can be only one! And then lightning <laughs> came down and, like, zapped her. It was awesome. And then she cut her dad's head off, but... Yeah. When he saw it, that it was uh, bent and it was rusty, come running and took it. She continued. <sighs> oh, the dad is yes. Highlander. I get it. All right. Um... Yeah. The reporter added that the local joke that discovered uh, his daughter was the new queen of Sweden, drawing parables with a legend of Arthur who had threatened uh, at uh, a rule, a right to rule after being named the Excalibur sword by the lady, by the lady of the lake. Right, exactly. As opposed mm -hmm. to the Disney version where they pull it out of a rock, but yeah. Right. Yeah, interesting story. I mean, uh, yeah, really cool to see this old artifact um, just kind of come out of nowhere. I mean, it was right on the edge of the shore. It's really surprising nobody else had found it up until now, but I guess it got unburied or something, my guess. But uh, let's talk about the biggest uh, news of the week. This was everywhere. <laughs> Bank Cities immediately shreds itself after being sold for $1.1 million. So, 
Tell me what's happened here, Luke. Uh, it says here, the girl with the red balloon, one of Banksy's best-known images, uh, was shredded the moments after being sold at uh, Sotheby's auction in London. Uh, one of the star attractions of Sotheby's contemporary art evening sale on Friday evening, uh, the painting depicted a girl reaching towards a bright red sheet heart balloon, and the spray paint and acrylic on the canvas is one of Banksy's best-known images which I, I've definitely seen this image before in the past. Yeah, me too. Yeah, me too. Uh, the winning bid... I uh, didn't even know it was him that that made it. I, I thought it was someone else when oh, I heard really? it was Banks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, when it, I, I, I heard it was Banks, I was like, oh, cool. It definitely has his signature uh, stencil look. look. Yeah. Yes. Uh, the winning bid of 860,000 pounds or... Uh, Oh, one one point uh, one million forty two thousand pounds, including buyer's yeah. premium. Right, so they had to play, you know, pay to the auction house and stuff. Uh, just after the hammer went down, the painting was shredded through uh, what thought to be a remotely activated mechanism within the th- frame. Uh, the prize work then came out at the bottom in strips, and if you I've seen, like, I don't know if it's still there? Is it still there? The, uh... No, it's not. Okay, so Banksy posted on his Twitter really quick and then deleted it a a very short video of him making the frame and, like, how he got the... How he took apart the shredder and, like, fit it into the frame. But if you look at this frame, it looks, like, way too big for a regular picture frame anyways. I don't know how anybody was, like, tricked, but... Uh, it's like double the size of a normal picture frame, like thickness-wise. It, it looks uh, ridiculous. And when I was looking at it, I was like, I, I also was thinking, how the fuck did nobody see that it was the shredder inside of the frame? And then you have this picture of all the the auctioneers up at uh, you know in front or behind the uh, podium. They're all standing there with their phones, like the you know the people who are talking <laughs> to the people who are at aren't yeah. actually at the auction and they're all looking at the picture as it's coming out of the shredder and the one lady's got like her <laughs> hand over his mouth and the one guy's mouth is just like jaw dropped to the floor he's just like oh my gosh what's happening but it turns out fro that after this happened because of all the publicity this is worth maybe three times as much as it was when it was auctioned i find that interesting uh that it's more more worth now that it's shredded. Right. I guess um, I'm wondering if that includes the uh, the frame itself with the shredder in it. I think that would be part right. of the cost at this point because it goes together. So, yeah, I would just put the shredded parts back in there and uh, call it good. But uh, the other question is people think that somebody was in the auction house that actually to actually trigger it, you know what I mean? Like, they, they're they right. thinking that the only way this could have been triggered was by somebody either inside the auction house or very close to the auction house because this had to have been manually triggered because of the timing of it, you know what I mean? Like, they literally put down the gavel and it started treading, so. But then again, nobody knows who Banks, be, Banks is, so. Right. There's he lots of there. different... Well, he could be there, or it could have been maybe he paid somebody, or, you know, this or that. Right. Yeah. Uh, 
you sent me a, a fucking interesting article uh, from Australia about this time traveler. Um, the first place I saw this actually was uh, the Daily Mail, but I wasn't going to include that article. I figured this Australian newspaper was more legit. Uh, but it, it is extremely interesting because uh, it was southern South London history that twisted uh, uh, tweeted this first. Uh, I think somebody found it and sent it to them, and then they tweeted it after they they were like kind of told about it. Yeah. So the one above, right? Um, Babel Color Stuart Humphreys. I think he's the one that found it. He sent it to them, and then they posted it. Ah. Because so, you can see it says replying to Stuart, Stuart Humphreys right. under their tweet. Yeah. So right. that guy found it, and then they retweeted it, being like, uh. Hey, look what this guy found. So, what it says here is, Bewildered Twitter user claims to have clocked a time traveler in a 1940s beach photo using a mobile phone. Uh, I guess this was according to The Sun. The sci-fi man in a scuffy brown suit can clearly be seen in the middle of the photo, taken during World War II, peering into something that looks like a phone. But the perplexing picture taken in September 1943 was photographed a full 30 years before mobile phones were invented. Uh, the spooky image mm -hmm. showing Tawan Beach Cornwall was posted online by Stuart Humphreys, who didn't initially spot the man. Uh, out of time, uh, he tweeted, blah blah But as soon as he shared the screenshot, Twitter users pointed out the text. Texting time traveler in this photo. Okay, so this guy posted the photo, didn't see it. Then other Twitter users found it. And then the South London History Museum picked up on it, and then they tweeted it. I see. Ah, okay. But, I mean, if you yeah, go to the South London History tweet, that's where they kind of did, like, a close-up of the of the guy in the photo. Because you look yeah. at the actual photo, it's a pretty wide, wide shot, a beach with a ton of people, like, on their lawn chairs and on their beach towels. Um, and then you see the close-up, and what do you think about this close-up here, Fro? No, it looks like a man looking into his phone. That's exactly what it looks like. See, kind of, but it would he would have to be looking at it um, landscape? Like, you know what I mean? Like, unless this is a sidekick from 2002, remember those kind of phones that were like the sideways right. phones, you flip the thing up like that? Uh, he's holding the phone sideways, seemingly, if, if it is a phone. Not like you would hold a phone right. like with one hand looking at it like this. He's holding it with two hands looking at it right. like if he was watching a video on your phone or something like that. Um, right. It's really hard to tell, especially in the zoomed in because it's very blurry. And in the other one, you can see it, but it's kind of he's a little farther away. One thing I saw that maybe, I don't know, do you think this could be an explanation for it? But maybe he's just rolling a cigarette, bro. Yeah. Oh yeah, there there's a lot of uh, possibilities. I I just think it's interesting. Oh, it's, it's interesting. It's a fun. It's a fun picture. I don't think this is as interesting as remember the Mike Tyson fight with the guy at the cell phone yeah. and the Mike Tyson <laughs> yeah. fight. That looked a little more yeah. interesting just because it the thing in his hand looked like a cell phone. Where this, all you see is his, the position right. of his hands. So that's what you're going off of the position of his hands and whether that is um. Whether that's 
a position your hands would be holding a cell phone or not, I guess, so. Right. So, have we found Canada's Loch Ness Monster? I don't know. I guess, uh, skip forward. We're going to watch a little video of whether we found it or not. Go to 17 seconds, please, Fro, if you could. I will. This is uh, apparently... <clears throat> In the last month, there's been three different sightings or photos or video of this Canada's legendary Ogopogo Lake Monster. And they've all happened within the last month, like over and over again. I guess from what I saw in an interview with a guy, uh, in between August and September is the time where over the years they've seen it most often. And so this is not unusual that it's during this time of the year, but it is unusual to have them so back to back. It was like in uh, the course of like three or four weeks, there's been three sightings. And this was the most recent one, which happened this week. Uh, so go ahead and give me a countdown when you're ready for up. I don't think Fro's ready yet. In three, okay. two, one. Sorry? <laughs> oh my gosh, okay. I, I just hit play because you had already gotten to one. Okay, go back. Go ahead and give me a countdown. In three, two, one, play. Why doesn't this have sound? This had sound before. Oh, there we go. Wow. We're just seeing a. Why, whenever anybody oh, okay. finds a lake monster or Bigfoot, they can't hold their hands freaking still? <laughs> We're seeing that. That's a good question. I don't know if I'm getting it, though, because I can't see it. The sun's too bright. Okay, maybe that's his... Okay, I saw something really quick right there at the end. Okay, we're going to get some slow-mos yeah. now, Fro. So the slow-mos... Okay, you see that? Little yeah. dot in the water. Could literally be anything. Could be a log that's floating down Either. the river or whatever. That seriously yeah. could have been anything. I'm not sure if that proves anything. Well, I mean, you hear the guy in the background. He's going... I think it looks 60 feet long. Like if you go by what the guy's saying, who's actually there looking at it, he's seeing something yeah. that we're not seeing through this camera. Um, right. But I can also take a picture of the sky and say, Oh, look at that UFO. And it's not a UFO. Sure. Right. Exactly. Right. So we can't trust this man just because he goes, Oh, look at the thing. No, but it did make this uh, video go viral this week, I guess, so interesting to oh. watch. Uh, I think the more reason it's viral is because there have been other sightings recently, so this was just adding on to something that people are already following, so. Uh, Luke, do you repeat yourself? Luke, do you repeat yourself? Head on. Head on. <laughs> well, Tron is going to tell her the truth. About repeating himself. This is Tron with Tron the Truth. Some bit of people blame me for repeating myself, repeating myself, repeating myself, and repeating myself. Yes, I do repeat myself often. But sometimes I have to repeat something a lot. Because people have a syndrome I call head of the ass syndrome. Yes, those three marks who say that you have a head of your ass syndrome. And it usually come out in elections. And it's very common among independents and liberals and progressives. The first one is, my vote doesn't count. Yes, 
you vote, you vote does count. Is it hard for you to go and vote? Maybe. Maybe it's a long way to go and so on and so on. Maybe things should be more easier. Like in Norway, we can, you can vote in the, lo in the local library or anywhere. Yeah, you can even vote in prison. But if you really think you want does matter, and you should take the extra effort to do so. Well, another part of the head of the ass syndrome is I don't like any one of the candidates. Really, yes, I had that problem as well too. There's a lot of people I don't like, but sometimes I have to choose between drowning in shit or bathing in shit with the head above, above the shit. Would you, would you put your head down and drown? Or would you like have a head below over the shit? I know what I want to do. Because sometimes the way to, the way to get there is hard and it's not painted with gold. Sometimes you have to sacrifice something on the way. You have to start. You doesn't when you start in college, you're not going to do diploma after one month. Yes, it's just like that. You have to work fucking hard and you have to sacrifice something. Your voice doesn't matter. Yeah, fuck off. And the one thing I don't know, you want a savior. You know, the, the, the person doesn't inspire me. Yeah, it doesn't inspire you. She doesn't inspire you. Fuck off. It's not about him inspiring. Can the per does the person who do my financials in the bank inspire me? No, they're not. But the person does his job. It's a lot of things. So long as people do the job and get the things done, that must be the most important. You have four weeks time. You're gonna have an election. And if you don't think about yourself, if you yourself yourself lazy ass. Think about the rest of us, because that politics you vote for in four weeks gonna have a precaution long of outside your borders. Yes. Now we have a big military exercise in Norway. Yeah, a hangar ship uh, <laughs> who's bigger have more planes than the whole Norwegian Air Force is outside Norway because they feel threatened by Russia. This is the development of the world. Trade war and nearly wars. In, when the First World War happened, nobody believed it's, it, it's going to happen. When it, hap when, the first, when it did happen, they didn't think it was going to last for three months. It didn't. It lost for four years and millions of people dead. This is a very important election. So if you don't think about yourself, let, please think about the rest of us. Yes, and I'm going to repeat myself and repeat myself and repeat myself. That was Trump, Trump does it that was uh, Tron about repeating himself. That was Tron about repeating himself. Uh, uh. Yes. 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 We have an email Literally. address. Uh, if anybody wants to go send us an email, uh, send us an email at another digital citizen at gmail.com. We also have a. Yeah, we also have a Facebook page. You can go there and send us anything there if you want to send us something there. Even though nobody uses Facebook anymore, so I don't know why I'm asking. Mm -hmm. When you say nobody, you mean me? Well, a lot of people I know aren't using it. To be honest, uh, I have definitely stopped using it as much as... Even, let's say, last year. Like, September mm. 2017, I was paying more attention to what was going on, face on Facebook than I am this year. Uh, and I think it's because... A lot of the interesting stuff that was there has gone away because it's become a little more dis, uh, a little more sensitized. Like people are afraid to say things that they were going to say last year because they think people are going to attack them on Facebook or Facebook's going to take it down or something like that. So 
I think Facebook has just become a little more sensitized, and I I'm less interested in it. I'm still on there. Yeah. I'm just like I used to. I would at least once a day I'd go on there and kind of go through the timeline to see what people were like talking about that day or whatever, you know, and put it in where they force you to put it in an order that's actually makes sense instead of their stupid order that Facebook forces you to do. Uh, I would do that. But now it's like, there's not as much interesting stuff. If there is something, if there is something somebody's talking about, it's usually Trump. And so I don't know. There's just not that interesting stuff on Facebook anymore. It's been uh, politicalized. Right, where there used to be jokes. Like, you could, you could, a year ago, you would be able to make jokes about Trump or whatever, this or that. But if you do it now, you're going to be attacked and called this or that a racist or whatever for just right. making a joke. Where Twitter, you can still kind of do that, but it's slowly changing. Where Twitter, uh, people are starting to do the same thing on Twitter even, but... Something yeah. new will come around, I'm guessing, at some point. I'm guessing that as well. Uh, have we gotten any emails? I didn't see any. No, there's no emails here, so. So, we usually do uh, TV we have watched uh, this week, uh, right now. But we moved uh, Manifest up here because uh, we think that goes together what with, with what we have seen this week. So give me a little recap of episode three of Manifest. All right, Ben and Michaela investigate a shocking murder in fear that is connected to Flight 828. Meanwhile, Ben struggles to accept the life Grace led in his absence, while Olive and Cal realize that being twins after five and a half years apart is harder than they thought. Right. Uh, I'm going to say this right at the beginning this was the worst episode so far this was bad yeah yeah this <laughs> uh i i asked you before we we started this if we were still going to cover it because now now it's at the point where it it this episode was almost unwatchable it's the acting is it, the real problem i had with it i don't know about yeah. you oh yeah yeah no the story is okay it's okay. I mean, it's, it, it, there isn't really any tangible explanation for anything, but it is an okay no. story. But the acting is just so bad, yeah. especially in this episode uh, when uh, because there there's a plot line in, in this story. I, I I will give a perfect example of one of the worst scenes of this episode. So we have the twins, right? And uh, the youngest uh, of the twins uh, uh, that was with his dad comes with the taxi home. Mm-hmm. And his friend, uh, when he was uh, like eight, like eight years ago, or how, how long have they moved in time? Said five I and a half years. Forget. I literally just said that. Oh. I, I, right? Is, Yes, five and a half years yes. is what they're saying. At okay, least in yes. this description, that's what they're saying. So, so uh, five year, five and a half years ago, he had this friend, uh, and he's standing there on the stairs while this little guy is coming home, and he thinks he's there to see him, but he's there to see the daughter because she's a teen and she's interested in him, and uh, the little boy gets sad. I had more emotions 
in telling you the story than the story itself. Well, we'd never <laughs> met this kid until just now, so... Right, right. And this guy looks so uninterested in being there that it, it, it it's hurtful to watch. He's standing there like a fucking stick, emotionless, and uh, saying his lines with um, acting voice, like, oh, it's so good to see you there, Michael. It's so nice to see you there, Michael. Oh, Michael. It's like it's like the room had more passion in their lines than this guy had. And that, that's, that's so, like, oh, what I mean. It's like, when I watched this, I was like, fucking hell, I'm not interested in this. Why are they putting this storyline story here? Why is this here? Why, what is it trying to tell me? Why? Oh. And 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 you said it. I, I I think you said it best last week. Uh, you, you said this could be thirty minutes shorter, and we would still get through the storyline that they are trying to portray. So the long the show feels so fucking long. It does feel a bit long. I I, I realized this week that it's basically just NCIS, uh, the sci-fi version, like. They, yes. they took a show that's NCIS, where it's like a crime, like a crime-solving show. She's the detective. She's got to solve the crimes right. or whatever. And right. each episode has right. a different crime. But they've hidden right. it in the sci-fi show to make it seem like that it's not NCIS, even though it's the same show. They've hidden it inside this sci-fi show about a, a plane that disappears for years, whatever. But that is, like, the whole plane thing is, I've realized, is um secondary to what the show's really about. And it's really just like an NCIS kind of, uh, whatever, you know, those kind of shows. It's almost like uh, the plane is a red herring. It's like, look at me, look at me, this is, this is really about this plane, I promise. Look at me, I'm so glittery and nice. It's really about me, I promise. But no, it's really about a cop that needs to solve <laughs> these cases, right. Yes, yes. Oh, fucking hell, this, this show irritated me this week. And I was like, I was like, why am I watching this? <laughs> and the main character, she is, I don't know what it's it is about worst. her, but she's just the most wooden actress ever. Yeah. She has no emotion on her face in any scene, no. like no. good or bad. Uh, yeah. yeah, there's something about her that is just incredibly unlikable as well. <laughs> like, I can just see, like, she's got this sense of being about her that I just see her and go, if I saw her at a bar, I would turn around and walk the other way because she would just... <laughs> and, and, the, and the thing is, like, that that that's... I, I think maybe the dad... The dad is the best actor in this show, and that's saying something. He, he can at least act. And the storyline with him is, and his wife, like, the wife being unfaithful if you can call it that because he's been gone and uh, i have absolutely it, it is a lot of melodrama in my science fiction show <laughs> and i don't want melodrama in my science fiction show that's yeah, not what i'm watching a sci-fi show for like it's, we said it feels it's like barely a, a sci-fi show 
Sorry? It's barely a sci-fi show. Like, it's... <laughs> it's barely, yeah. It's disguised as a sci-fi show, but it's not really a sci-fi <laughs> show. No, but it's a bad telenovela. Uh, uh, I don't know. Almost... It's not to that level. It's... I would more describe <laughs> it like a... Like an NCIS or something like that, but yeah. Right. But we will still cover it because it's so shit, so it's funny. But uh, yeah, no. I've lost all faith in the show. Oh, yeah, definitely. I, I don't see this getting a second season, but we'll see what happens. It is on NBC, so they don't really care, as long as it's getting ratings, even if it's bad. Is it getting ratings, though? Uh, I don't know. I'm not really sure. I guess I could look that up real quick if you want me to. Sure. Uh, uh, I will start telling people what I have watched this week while you, okay. you check out that. Yeah. Um, yes, I have watched a lot of TV this week. Um, I got something in my eye suddenly. It's fucking irritating. Hold on for two seconds. Well, I just found the ratings, so let's see. Total viewers. Okay. You want this episode, or you want uh, all three episodes? Sure. Tell me all the three. Uh, pilot episode um, in September had a 2.2, uh, which was 10.4 million viewers. Second episode, 1.8, which had 8.5 million viewers. Uh, and then third episode had 1.6, which had 7.5 million viewers, so... It's slowly oh. going down in viewers uh, each episode. I wonder why. Can it can't can't be because it's shit or something. Two point two, uh, sorry, two point two is pretty good nowadays as far as television goes. Right. Uh, a one point eight, one point six. That's getting into your SmackDown Raw territory nowadays. So. Right. I think 1.6 is pretty standard, like, SmackDown rating. And I think last week Raw got something right around where SmackDown got, so. I wonder why. Uh, yeah, uh, the first show I watched this week is a Netflix show called Dancing Queen. It's a reality show about uh, this uh, uh, guy that is gay, openly gay, uh, drag queen uh, that has a dance studio in Texas and he's super religious because huh. I mean that fits so together right. being a drag queen uh, homosexual in Texas that he's super, he's so religious that he called his uh, studios beyond belief or something I think his dance studio is called Wait, is this a? And this is. Is this a? Sorry. Is this a fiction show or is this a? No, it's reality a reality. Show. Oh, it's a reality yeah. show. Okay, I was gonna yes. say I could have sworn there was a movie with Steve Zahn about him being a dance instructor in Texas, right? I have no clue. All right, let me look it up. Continue. Right, uh, and it's a very, very, very interesting show. I've seen. Three episodes. Uh, in the first episode, he marries a gay couple and is so worried about where he's going to have his Bible, so he gets some designers to give him this pink cover for it. It is perplexing to say mildly because 
he's so gay and he's so uh, Christian. And I'm like, what the fuck went wrong with you, little boy? Like, you're a homosexual drag queen. Why are you so religious? <laughs> but yeah. So okay. that is So let me get this straight. Here's the plot. Yeah. This is a movie in 1999 with Steve Zahn called Happy Texas. All right, Fro? Okay. Two convicts okay. escape uh, prison and arrive in a town of Happy Texas where they are mistaken for a gay couple who host town's Little Miss French Squeeze beauty pageant enjoying the celebrity they use the skills as a con man to adopt their personas uh, to take on the task. Of course, the two are heterosexual, and their interests involve ladies uh, in the area intensify. Uh, so it's about two guys who pretend to be gay in an, a little town called Happy Texas and do a beauty pageant, not a dance studio. But I'm pretty close. <laughs> so I pronounced you shocking Larry? Just the Texas version? No, this is nothing like that. <laughs> Remember those two guys that married each other because of the... Oh, I remember that movie, shirt. but this this movie was much yeah. different. That movie didn't have any dance instructors or... Yeah, I yeah. Know. I was comparing it to the TV show that is a real-life oh. story, and this is a f fake story from 1999, and they're very oh. similar, which is strange to me. Yeah, so that's the first show I watched this week. Uh, I recommend it, strangely enough. Uh, I won't give it a score because I haven't seen all of it, but I will give a score next week because you can bench it, so... Oh, okay. Uh, I'll tell you what I thought. Get Shorty Season 2 Finale was yes. this week. Good one. Uh, still a very good show. Uh, I don't know, they're definitely yes. going off track of, like, anywhere the movie touched. Like, it's yes. gone in some other complete other direction. Um, but I like it, I guess. Uh, I don't mind it at all. I kind of... Uh, it de definitely seems like they're going for a season three, but I like the way they wrapped yes. up this season. I'm not going to ruin the ending or anything, but... Uh, yeah, I liked it, and then... Some things in it make me go, uh, this is a little weird, especially when they jumped so much time in the middle of the last yes. episode, but I guess it was yes. part of the... You just had to use do that to tell the story to get us to the next season. So I guess I understand that, but um, I would have liked to see yes. some of the stuff that happened in that year, but maybe we'll get to see it, you know, in next season. So overall, we'll I give this have, season... Have some backlash. Sorry, backlash. go ahead. Yeah, maybe we'll get some backlash. In the next season, right? That shows us, yeah. like, what happened in prison and uh, what happened with yeah. the, the baby and all that. Because, like, we went mm -hmm. from her almost having a baby to it's a year later and the baby's, right. you know, a year old. So... Um, but yeah, overall, I gave this whole season an 8. I think I gave last season an 8.5, but I think this is just as good, so. Yeah, I totally agree. I, I would give it an 8 as well. Uh, Black Lightning is back with season 2 of uh, the first episode of Black Lightning, season 2 this week. Uh, good to have it back. I loved first season of Black Lightning because it was so different. Oh, gosh, I was disappointed in this first episode. Um, uh, it feels now like it's more a stereotypical uh, show. And I did not want that. 
I I I felt like they went away from that in season one. It could be that I'm wrong and and they will turn it on another way. But this looked very like everything fucking else uh, nowadays. So I'm I'm fucking disappointed in 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 it. Right. This is Definitely. Netflix. I've seen that. I've seen it on there. But uh, how many episodes did you get to? Oh, this was just the first episode of uh, Black Lightning. Oh, okay. Yeah. Uh, it's uh, it, they they didn't uh, they they have the first season is fantastic, but uh, it's also on real TV. So now now it's going to be like shown once a week. Right. Okay. And then uh, I so think the first season is on the... Netflix, and the second season right. is currently playing. All right. Right. I can't wait for them to come out with that white Captain America TV show. It's going to be good. Um, <laughs> what else did I see? Oh, I saw a show that came out a couple weeks ago on Netflix. Uh, the Good Cop with Tony Danza. Yeah. I saw, I don't know, five episodes of this. Okay. Um, Just Robin is in it. Sorry, what was that? Yes. Just Robin is in it. Uh, yeah, uh, I don't know what to think about this show. It is super average, like, but also kind of bad. Um, it feels like a network TV show on Netflix, you know what I mean? Where a network TV show is not necessarily as good as some Netflix shows or like an HBO kind of show. This felt like a network TV show on Netflix. Sometimes I like those, sometimes I don't. There are certain things about this that made me go, I really hate the show, especially the fact that the show basically says uh, to be a cop, sometimes you have to break the rules. And I don't think that's a good message to be sending to cops, especially in America (laughs) right now. Um, No. The good cop is supposed to be the main character, and he's like the goody two-shoes cop. And all the other cops are like, geez, why don't you ever break the rules? And Tony Danza is his dad, who is a cop who... When he was a cop, he's a retired cop now, but when he was a cop, he broke the rules all the time, and he everybody thought he was the best cop ever. So this show is basically endorsing cops breaking the rules, so I'm not a huge fan of that, but overall, as far as a comedy show goes, it was a little bit funny, uh, but I still only gave it a 4.5, below average. Okay. I need to uh, see this, because it's it's been on my... I have a plan of things I want to see, but I, I just haven't seen it. I mean, I think I... It's, a, it's good enough to watch the whole season. I think I'm, a, like, halfway through the season right now. Um, right. But nothing special is going to come out of this. And, like I said, it's a little bit propaganda-y. So, just check it out and tell me what you think. Mm-hmm. Uh, Doctor Who is back uh, with uh, uh, the 11th season. I was super, super, super... Uh, stoked for this uh, big Doctor Who fan uh, I think you said you never really watched it have you? I watched the 1980s version when I was a kid right. but I never got you, like you... I only watched the version with Scarf Doctor Who and that was like in the late 80s or whatever uh, and it was right. because it would play late night here in America on OPB because they would get it from the BBC, you know what I mean? Because back then, it didn't play at all in America. Um, except for, uh, it was late night OPB, because those episodes, they were, 
they were a little bit scary. They're scarier than nowadays Doctor Who for sure. All right. It was supposed to be more uh, of but... kind of like a scary show than nowadays. It's supposed to be more of a drama, but that's fine. Yes. Uh, I was really, really impressed. Uh, I have to say that uh, I I thought it was much better than I feared it was going to be. Especially because they they brought in people that I I kind of like. Why are they bringing in in this people? Uh, like the host for the shades as one of the uh, the companions. Uh, I was like, uh, his his last name is Bradley Wal- Walsh Bradley or something like. Sure, I have and no idea. He, he's yeah, but he's super. He's super. Um, uh, he's super famous in in Britain, and I was like, okay, I, I will give it a chance. I, I I went in with it with open eyes, and I will give the first episode an eight. I was really impressed, and I can't wait to see where it goes i'm 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 really looking forward to following this i don't know if it's it i, I can't really say the, uh, like how i feel it's on the scale of uh the later seasons of doctor who because it's just been one episode but one that one episode impressed me so i guess it's it's good all right um I watched a bunch of Roseanne this week. Uh, I kind of was trying to get into Roseanne right when the show started, right? But we're getting the Connors, I think, next week. Is that right? Yes. It's either the next week yeah. or the week after. Um, yes. I and I had never, much. I'd seen episodes of Roseanne, but I'd never really seen all. I'd never seen all of Roseanne, and I'm realizing I'd never seen any like the first three seasons ever. I never, I didn't ever see any right. episodes of the show. I'm, I'm realizing as I watch it until Darlene has already grown up, uh, and she's got you know uh, the guy from Big Bang Theories in it. That's when I saw right. episodes. So in the mid '90s or whatever. So these early eighty or late '80s episodes that I'm watching, early '90s episodes, I've never seen any of these. Um, and there's some interesting stuff in there. I mean, there's some funny jokes. Definitely things that would not fly in 2018. Some jokes in there about uh, you, know, you know sexual orientation and different things. Uh, but it's also very pro women's rights. I was surprised to see. Um, she is very anti Republican. She talks shit about Republicans all the time in this uh, show. So yeah. she was definitely a Democrat when this show was made, and over time has become more Republican. It seems like so. But overall, uh, it's enjoyable. But to be honest. That first season of of this of Roseanne is garbage. I I remember yeah. reading or when the, the new show, you know, the 2017 show came out. Um, mm-hmm. I remember people talking like, "Oh, nobody really noticed Roseanne for the first season, and then the second season, people started to notice, and that's when the ratings picked up." And after rewatching it, I'm realizing no. People didn't like the first season because it's garbage, and you get into the second season and it's actually <laughs> kind of good, where the first season wow. was the worst. It was, oh, it's really bad. But you get into the second season, it starts to pick up, so. I'm interested to get to the seasons that I've actually seen, so. Oh, 
I have two things that I'm 100% sure you haven't watched. Uh, Halloween Wars uh, uh, Season 8 uh, is back because it's soon Halloween. Uh, I I love that show. It's a cooking show where uh, five teams comes together, or is it six? I don't remember right now. Five or six teams compete making the best Halloween uh, cakes and, and, and things. Uh, like that for display mm-hmm. and I, I I love cooking com- competition shows like that uh, the sec- second one I watched uh, is called Truls Alla Hellström and it's a Norwegian show that's why I'm 100% sure you haven't watched that yeah I haven't seen it somehow that's weird <laughs> strange strange that way uh, and it's a famous cook from Norway and a comedy guy going on tour of uh, uh, Europe, and uh, the cook is going to teach the guy to make um, food, and he's one of the worst cooks ever. So it's it's really interesting and it's really funny, and I I love it. Did you? I just saw today. Speaking of going on tour, did you see Bill Clinton and Hillary Clinton are going to go on a tour? No, I didn't. Speaking tour. It's like a. I think 15 cities or something. And I saw the ticket prices. It's like, uh, one, uh, it's like 75 to uh, $300 a ticket to get, to go watch Bill Jesus. and Hillary Clinton speak. Um, I guess the last two things I saw, uh, I tried to finish better call Saul and get to the season finale this week, but I was unable to oh. make it because it's not good. <laughs> I really tried bro. I tried to see the season finale, but I didn't get past episode eight. And I think there's 10 episodes, so I'm almost there. Maybe next week I'll get there, but maybe I'll just say F it, because I don't really feel like watching the end, to be honest. <laughs> um, the three seasons before was so good. What the fuck did you do, people? I know. I don't... They just... They decided we're going to make the most boring show ever and try to make still make money, I guess. It, I think it's an inside joke. I really do. But um, the other thing that I saw this week... Last week I said it's the... Jersey Shore family reunion finale, right? I said that. Right. Yeah. Uh, and everything online said that it was the finale. And then this week it came back and it said season two, part two. <laughs> They're calling it. So, and they, but this time, Fro, the first season they were in Miami, right? right. Jersey Shore, the TV show in Miami. Second season, right. they were in Las Vegas, right? Jersey Shore right. in Las Vegas. Uh, and then the, this, I guess, what, second half of the f- second season, they decided, hey, maybe for the reunion show uh, this far into it, we should go to, the, I don't know, the Jersey Shore. That's probably a good idea. Okay. So it took them a season and a half to figure out, hey, the reunion show should be in the Jersey Shore <laughs> when the show is called the fucking Jersey Shore. <laughs> but, you know, it's still it's still a terrible show, but a lot of crap has gone on with the these people, like, the one girl broke up with her husband. The one guy went to jail. And that's all going to be in this season. So, kind of interested. Oh. That's all I saw this week. Anything else? Uh, the Perch. I didn't watch it last night, so don't spoil anything. It was good. Cool. <laughs> that's my spoiler alert. <laughs> yes. Uh, hey. Uh... Honohana. Oh, Honohana. Oh, what is Honohana? Honohana Sampoigyo uh, is a Japanese sect 
a new it was a new religious movement, but I think they some people still practice it, but it's not really a religious movement anymore. Uh, but some people practice uh, the thing that it was based off of, I guess I should say. Uh, this mm-hmm. new religious movement was founded by His Holiness Hogan Funkuga, Funkuga, Funkuaga. Is that right? Funkuaga. <laughs> Something like that. The sect was found to have engaged in fortune-telling fraud, right? So, we'll get to that towards the end. Yep. It's also often called the foot-reading cult because its founder, uh, Fukunyaga, claimed he could make a diagnosis by examining people's feet. He founded the group in 1987 after an alleged spiritual event where he claimed to have realized he was the reincarnation of Jesus Christ and Buddha. Dual reincarnation, bro. Uh, the group at one time claimed 30,000 members. However, uh, the leader charged $900. Not, not 3,000 members, as you said. Oh, what did 30, I say? 30,000. 30,000. Sorry. Misspoke. Yes. However, Funk Yuga charged $900 for the foot readings, and a sub, uh, suspicion arose that he used the money to benefit himself. He was accused of swindling money from housewives uh, and had to pay over a million dollars in damages. Mm-hmm. He's not a nice man. Uh, Funaga started preaching in 1980, claimed to be the world's final savior following Jesus Christ and Buddha. Uh, he was 34 when he settled uh, with 50 million yen of debt. I have Absolutely no clue how much that is in dollars. I couldn't do that. Well, I mean, it was in 1980, so doing the conversion would be a lot harder now. Yeah, I'd have to do a bunch of math. And yen. Sony became a household name, though, through his publication of text. Nearly 70 at the latest count, penned by ghostwriters, not himself. Yeah, that's interesting. Yes, and in 1987, the sect gained official recognition as a religious corporation. Which, of course, is uh, incorporated under the law as a non-profit. Uh, but I'm assuming this was I... in Japan. So, uh, In a twist on palm reading, uh, he and other cult leaders read the soles of people's feet. So it's like palm reading, except just your feet. It's, I mean, it's reading. Pretty yeah. uh, straight correlation from one to the other. They told the victim, like, if, if you think people are that are doing palm reading are scamming you, and then you're like, oh, yeah, but these people are reading your feet, and you're falling for it, <laughs> like, maybe you deserve it. Uh, they told the victims who visited the cult for counseling about physical or family problems that their problems would worsen unless attending the cult seminars, which cost about 2.5 million yen or... Donate up to 14 million yen to the cult. Uh, they used shocking words to fuel their concern. Falsely claimed uh, diseases could be cured through training in his cult and swindled exorbitant amounts of money from people. They were urged to pur- purchase high-priced scrolls and other ornaments that were said to ward off evil or cure illnesses, deliver you from sin, or break family curses. This guy was scamming mm-hmm. people out of money using all these kind of things. Uh, the imitation was uh, often accompanied by 
specific threat. Seems like a nice little sector. Uh, a victim occurred uh, during a number of visits by cult officials. Shell out another $22,000 for a five-day training seminar at the cult's bowling headquarters below uh, Mount Fuji. The purpose, he said, was to purify his mind and body. Uh, the the leader uh, set cult members strict recruitment goals. Uh, separate goals were set for each group's branch offices. When the cult's new facility was being built at a cost of 600 million yen, uh, the leader reportedly ordered cult members to work towards an even harder goal. Staff members eagerly studied his methods of threatening people to make them enroll in special training sense, uh, training sessions. Uh, sources said at meetings uh, Funkaga repeatedly said that lying was acceptable to lure people to enroll into special training uh, you should use your wisdom and say things even if they may not actually be true he explained that <laughs> lies were acceptable as people would learn the reason once they began the special training so it's okay to lie to people to get them in there because they're going to learn why you lied to them once they've they're in their training with these people yeah. And then they'll accept it. <laughs> they'll accept that you lied to them because now they're in a cult, is what I'm going to say. That's not in here, but... No. Fukunaga would wear $5,000 suits and custom-made Italian shoes. His wife, according to senior cult members, regularly spend six to 7000 months shopping. Uh, Fukunaga reportedly obtained... 60 million yen from 10,000 people over 13 years while he spent enormous amounts enchanting his reputation as a religious leader by buying the audience of with Soviet, uh, audience from so Soviet President Michael Gorbachev Pope John II President Clinton again <laughs> uh, Mother Teresa Margaret Thatcher uh, Sanya by Sanya Sai Babi and celebrities. Sun Sai Sai Babi was an Indian guru and spiritual teacher. He claimed to be the reincarnation of Sai Baba of Surahai. So he was the last guy. He was just another uh, con man. It sounds like to me. But the interesting yeah. ones here, obviously. Uh, Pope John Paul II, President Clinton, Mother Teresa, and Margaret Thatcher. Those are the right. interesting ones. And I had heard, I read somewhere on another article about this, that there was there is a picture of him and Bill Clinton out there, and I tried to find it anywhere on the internet, and it has been completely deleted from the internet as far as I can tell. There was mm -hmm. a website where I've, it was... I was told this is where the picture could be, and that website no longer exists. It's actually the website for um, Honohana that doesn't exist anymore. Uh, but it uh, it was called sem uh, sensei dot com, I think it was, and uh, yeah, it's something completely different now. Like somebody bought up the URL, but that's where people claim the picture of him and. Bill Clinton was, but I thought it would be interesting to see on the sh on the show, but it doesn't exist anymore. So, it says here in 1996, oh. a fundraising dinner was ordered by Huang, uh, Mr. Huang, and was held at the Sheridan Cartel 
Sheraton uh, Carlton Hotel in Washington, D.C. Uh, a distant relative of Mahatma Gandhi paid for his ticket uh, of a friend of Dr. Fukawa with a three, uh, $325,000 contribution. Uh, the leader of the Japanese sect, uh, known as blah, blah, blah. Well, Mr. Gandhi, a naturalized American, is a man of little means. Indeed, a pauper, according to the papers filed in his recent divorce case. Uh, after the Los Angeles De Times reported in October the detail of Mr. Gandhi's slow economic status, uh, the DNC concluded that he, he had donated properly never... The, oh, the money that he donated probably never belonged to him and returned his money, is what they're saying. Uh, found a, yeah. That they're yeah. talking uh, the DNC. They're saying this guy gave money to the D, the Democratic National Committee to give to President Clinton, and this was in 1996. That would have been during his campaign. Right. The DNC says they gave the money back to the guy. Mm. So that's what they claim. Yeah. The founder uh, was sentenced 12 <laughs> years in prison for uh, barking his flock out of 15 million yen in the name of religious training. 15 senior uh, cult members were charged with mass fraud. Nine of the 15 were given verdicts, with all of them being convicted. Uh, prosecutors charged them with practicing medicine without a license. And uh, Fukunaga might yet face manslaughter charge in and death of four recruits who died during religious invitation rites at Mount Fuji. Legal expert says uh, Japan's criminal system is uh, ill-equipped to combat uh, the cult phenomenon. Yeah, I guess uh, let's go to the article next, uh, the Japan Times article. Since yep. we were just talking about that, I think it's a good place to go next. Um, this is from 2005. Uh, about the uh, the cult guru gets 12 years for fraud, right? Uh, the Tokyo District Court convicted him 60 years old of fraud, concluding he deceived his followers into paying fees for training that would cure disease. Uh, the judge says he used shocking words to fuel their concern, falsely claimed their diseases can be cured through training in his cult, and swindled exorbitant amounts of money from them. Uh... Fukunaga pleaded not guilty, and prosecutors demanded 13 years in prison. A former staff member of the cult accused of complicity and fraud was also sentenced uh, to four years, like we just said. Do you know who he looks a little like? Who? Uh, Fukunaga. Uh, I don't know. Uh, a little like uh, Leslie Nielsen in, in the Mel Brooks movie uh, about vampires. I thought he kind of looked like the Japanese prime minister, to be honest, but that's just me, I guess. <laughs> he's got, I mean, he's got uh, uh, white hair uh, more than right. that guy does, but he looks very similar, I think. Yeah. I think he looks like a little like Leslie Nielsen did in that Vampire movie by Mel Brooks. Dead and Loving It, was that the name of it? It was a shit movie. Uh, so I don't really remember. But yeah, this this guy is pretty awful. It says here police raided the cult's facilities in 2000. 
and this is when they arrested Funkanaga and 23 others. Uh, the cult went bankrupt in 2001 and was effectively dissolved. 15 members of the cult have been accused of fraud. 13 have been convicted. Two of them are appealing. Right, yeah. but that was in 2005, so I'm sure that that's already gone through the appeals. Um, right. <clears throat> yeah, this guy was definitely a con artist and made a lot of oh, money definitely. doing it. I mean, this whole story kind of reminds me of that Netflix doc, the uh, uh, Wild Wild Country, right? Right, Wild Wild Country, yeah. Except in Japan. It's, uh, yeah. you know, Wild Wild Land of the Rising Sun kind of thing going on here. <laughs> in the Wild Wild West. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Uh, should we go to the apologetics? Uh, index? Uh, I don't know. Is there anything in there you want to cover? I mean, we covered most of the stuff that's in there already. Unless there's something you're really interested in seeing. Well, I, I think uh, it, it's kind of one of the things that I, I was looking at uh, was that it was uh, a 1995 Street, uh, street uh, Wall Street Journal story on the population of Bilibetan uh, resurrection among the Japanese mentions uh, Fukunaga's views. And uh, this is about this. Japan is so ambiguous, conscious, because the navel goes to the core of Japanese culture, says uh, Arthur, Arthur Hogan Fukunaga. The navel is the core of everything about this person. About the person, writes Mr. Fukunaga in the book about how navel shape can diagnose one's ills. So, oh, not only could he read your feet, but if he saw your na navel, he could tell you how sick you are. Okay, I'm seeing a little more information in this from about the whole Clinton situation. Uh, okay, so the White House declined, but got word around to Hawaii at the DNC. Soon, Gandhi, Funkwawa, and friends were welcomed at the May 2000, or 1996 fundraiser in Washington, uh, which cost $5,000 a Uh Their contribution was, right, like I said, $325,000. More than half the total raised at the event. Uh, so moved by the gift... He arranged a quick awards ceremony in a private room with President Clinton, memorializing a now infamous photo. The DNC, ha after some he hesitation, ba uh, banked the check. Uh, three months. Oh, so they actually they cashed the check and everything. Uh, he testified he was a U.S. citizen. The DNC ran a computer check on his name, and it found that his foundation had filed the required tax returns. Two days after the election, the DNC returned Gandhi's donation because it declined to offer proof that it was his own money. So they took the money, and they spent it, and then returned it months later after the election was already over. That, they kind of left out of that other article, kind of an important part of that whole thing. Wow. So they could have used the money during the election and then just returned, you know, just gave him other money back after the election was over. Yeah, but... Uh, you said um, that uh, there's still 
someone practicing this better quietly and uh, well as far as i know there's still people practicing uh, doing foot foot readings i don't know if they uh, okay. the people who are doing these foot readings are necessarily connecting that to honohana to... right okay okay i think they're just they're more like your classic um palm reader kind of scam where you know like a oh. that kind of scam uh, instead of it being a cult i think those are i think it's moved from one thing to it being a different kind of uh i mean as far as the activity of foot reading it goes it's it's moved from one cult kind of thing to it just being um eh, i don't know i'm guessing some people who do it probably just see it as kind of a novelty thing just like people who do palm readings do but then other people take it really seriously and can get swindled it's the people that take it seriously that end up getting swindled not the people that go into palm readings just you know, you know on a drunken night with their friends or whatever mm-hmm. so this guy is still alive as I understand it uh, he's, he's in prison as far as I can tell um, yeah because yeah. it was 2005 he was sentenced to 12 years, so he would have another... Uh, no, wait, he should be out, right? Right, that's what I was thinking. But I, I can't I see I've not any... seen any information of him getting out of jail, no. No, and, and, and I... I looked on, on Google... Right, and and his name, as far as like what they call him in the cult, is one thing. But I looked up like his actual birth name as well, and I couldn't find anything under that either. Right. So yeah, I'm not really sure if anybody can find any information on the leader of Honohana, uh, and when he got out of jail or if he got out of jail. Um, Hogan Funkunaga, uh, just let us know, I guess. So. Where does this uh, rate on the crazy scale? Uh, hmm, that's a good question. Uh, it's uh, it's kind of crazy, but this is kind of a standard cult as well. Like as far as cults we've covered, right? Uh, I don't know. I'd give it like a six and a half, I guess. Yeah, I think I think. Uh, no mass inside uh, uh, religion with uh, going going to heaven that way. Right. Uh, it, it's like okay, you have the Jim Jones uh, level of ten, and you kind of have to go backward from that. I mean, the swindling aspect of it. I mean, it's money. It's. It's sad. It's, I mean, the one bad. they did say that four people died during an initiation to the religion. I'm not really sure what right. these initiations entail or anything like that, but um, but that I, would I be interesting to find seven. out. Yeah, yeah, I will give it a seven. I'm still like now that I'm, uh, we're kind of wrapping it up. I'm double checking to make sure I can't find this Bill Clinton picture with him. Because we just read the article that said infamous picture, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. This picture seems to no longer exist in 2018. I want somebody to find this picture and send send it to me somewhere. Because, yeah. I mean, even their website, Fro, uh, like I said, I couldn't... Like, it had been bought... The, uh, the web domain had been bought up by somebody else and was being used by something else. But I went to the Wayback Machine to see if I could, you know, get find that. And it what the website was not in the Wayback Machine, even. 
Hey, look, have you seen a movie this week? I did. Uh, I saw a movie on Netflix. I'm not sure when this came out. It was called Malevolent, a horror movie. Okay. Okay. It's about some ghost hunters, you know, like, you know, uh, like Zach Bag- Braggins or whatever movie. his name is. Yeah, I heard about the movie. I read the reviews and I was like, nope. Uh, it's about them and they go to do a ghost hunt and kind of turns out to be real, that kind of thing. Um, yeah. pretty standard, easy story to follow, but had a little bit of a twist to it. Uh, kind of a ghost whisperer kind of twist to it. But oh. overall, I actually didn't hate this movie. Like I, I saw the reviews as well, and I didn't think it was as bad as other people did. But it definitely was trying. Um, it was trying to be a a horror movie from this day and age. It was trying to be a 2018 horror movie, and it was a little bit trying. Like it was stealing from other horror movies that are from like 2018, 2017, and trying to use pieces of those and make a movie out of it. Like. Um, the very end of it, they're on this. Uh, she, it, it's her, and she's all bloody, and she's walking down the driveway of a giant mansion. Does that remind you of any recent recent movies, bro? Yeah. Called Get Out. Right. Um. Mm. The ending, it was like almost very similar, and then there were other parts of it that were from other mo- horror movies, but. Overall, um, the main actress I really liked. I, I haven't really seen her or anything. I think this was a Scottish film. It was an American, bro. Um, I've never seen the main actress, and I actually really liked her. She was like a pleasant surprise to see a new actress that was really good. Um, so overall, I gave it a 7. Okay. I would recommend it to you, bro. Uh, I, I know you like horror movies, and this is kind of a... I don't know. It's I love more of a thriller horror movie. It's not. It's not going to get give you any like gross out scenes. It's not a hostel or anything like that. But it'll give you a couple good jump scares and some creep outs, some creeps. Yeah. I love horror movie. It's just that I uh, uh, I read that uh, this was uh, not a good movie. I read that too, uh, but I I would disagree slightly with some of the reviews. So. I saw. Constantine City of Demons, the movie. Um, this got a 8.1 out of 10 uh, on IMDb. It's an animated uh, flick. Um, and it is the best DC uh, movie I have ever seen, I think. Okay. I'm not a huge DC fan, so... I mean... I, I don't remember. I I'm a Marvel guy. I I will I will say that one uh, right away. I hated uh, with passion uh, Suicide Squad, for example. Right. Uh, I think everybody did. did. Yes, uh, and uh, I I I thought I thought uh, Batman versus Superman was awful. Uh, but yeah. Um, I would give it an eight. I think I I agree with I'm the B. But it's a good. It's a good. It's one of the better, darker, uh, animated uh, TV. Well, made. It was also a TV show. So I think I will go back and and. And see see the TV show, so 
Well, that yeah. says good things about it, if you're willing to go see the t- TV show after it, so, yeah. Yeah. Okay, uh, let's watch the trailer for Venom. Oh, I saw I saw one more movie, if you haven't seen. Okay. <laughs> Did you see another movie? No. Because I saw Joe Rogan this week. Oh, okay. Because of your your review, um, I thought it was worse than you. Uh, I felt, uh, I think, because I'm a bigger fan of the podcast than you are. I I I think I I watch eighty percent of his podcast. I think you mostly just watch it when when there's someone super interesting on it. It's somebody I'm so, interested in, right? Like if right. it's like. Here's the ones that I hate of his podcast. Uh, anytime it has to do with 100% hunting. Anytime it has to do with 100% fighting. Uh, right. Anytime it has anything to do really with... Uh... Well, that's not true. I was going to say Republican politics, but only if it's somebody boring in Republican politics. Right. right. But uh, I, I think I would give it a 6 out of 10. All right, yeah. I mean, if you heard 80% of his podcast, is what you were thinking, kind of what I mentioned last week, is that yes, a lot of the yes. jokes you already heard. Yes. Because he told them on the podcast, which kind of ruined yes. them for the special. I don't know if he realizes yes. he's doing that, but um, he yeah. is. <laughs> he is. Okay, now we, we can see uh, the trailer for Venom. Hey, Tom Hardy. We cannot just hurt people. Do yeah. you like Tom Hardy in movies? Uh, he's alright. I think he's a little bit overrated, but he's still a good actor. I just think he's a tiny yeah. bit overrated. Like, I don't think yeah. he's as good as other people think. No, I totally agree with you. But I think he is a very good actor. I'm not going to take any yeah, like yeah. that away from him. Uh-huh. But he's but not Daniel Day-Lewis either. <laughs> no. Wow. That power. It's not completely awful. Special effects in this is so so. Yeah, they look pretty good. I mean, I've definitely seen worse this year. I'll say that. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. I mean, Venom was always one of my favorite kind of superhero villain type things. Mostly mm. from the video game from Super NES. It's like the thing I actually have reference to because I'm not a huge superhero fan. But I always liked that video game, even though a lot of people hated it. Oh! I didn't know Michelle Wood was in there. I didn't see that. No, it says it says it in 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 the subscription of the. The trailer, it says Tom Hardy, Michelle Williams, Williams. Oh, in the, okay, right down there, yeah. Yeah. I was like, oh. I guess that was the trailer. Um, Okay, let's check out the description of this film. Yeah, what is this Oscar nominee in the movie all about? Journalist Eddie Brock is trying to take down Carlton Drake, the notorious, brilliant founder of the Life Foundation. While investigating one of Drake's experiments, Eddie's body merges with an alien venom, leaving him with superhuman strength and power. Twisted, dark, and fueled by rage, Venom tries to control the new and dangerous ability that any that Eddie 
find so intoxicating. It's got 7.1 out of IMDb so far. It's pretty good. But 30% on Rotten Tomatoes. Those are like opposites of each other. Hmm. That is a really big difference. That's like, I mean, if you were to go, if you're saying 50% is the middle, they're legitimately opposites of each other. Um, Right. It has an audience score of 89%. That's exactly what I was about to say. Yeah, so. Yeah. um, I mean... I mean, I feel, I feel like I, I, uh, before we go into the reviews, because I, I kind of, I think, I think there's a lot of bias out there, uh, for this movie because it is in the, um, in, in, in line of, of other movies, like it's like, People have a really big love for the Spider-Man movies, especially the stories. Uh, the, yeah, yeah. And I, I, I think, I think especially the the two first. Uh, uh, what is the that director's name again? Sammy. Um, I don't know what you're talking about because the director of the this first... is not even named Sammy. <laughs> no, the the, the two first. Uh, Spider-Man movies. I mean, the one Sam the really first ones. Yes. Yeah. Sam Raimi ones. Yeah. Okay. Uh, and when when he, he turns into Venom in the third one and gives it another away and things like that, mm-hmm. that was a shit 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 movie and everybody hated it. Yes, but it was mostly because I, of the acting and the dialogue, not because of Venom. Right. right. No, no. But but and I I, I do think maybe. Therefore, people went into this with with kind of uh, expecting uh, a Venom movie like like the the Batman movie. No, I like like the Spider Man's movies. That's what I'm saying. So well, you're talking to the wrong person here because I, I don't give a crap about any superhero movies. So, right, right. <laughs> I know. <laughs> I went to the Facebook as always. Um, yeah. Let's see, let's, I got a couple long ones and a couple of short ones, but let's do, let's do this really long one and not do any of the short ones. Chaz McConnell says, Venom was my favorite comic character growing up. I was willing to put aside Spider-Man's origin story for something different. Uh, I was excited Tom Hardy would play Venom. After watching this, I am totally confused to how filmmakers would accept this shitty script. The, uh, the dialogue is juvenile. The story was juvenile. You had the chance to bring to life the best dialogue, almost poetic, he says, that Venom had in the comic books. Instead, you dumbed it down and had Venom saying things like, I ca- uh, I'm kind of a loser on my planet. Yuck. I, I suppose kids today will say anything uh, with the word Marvel, uh, will see anything with the word Marvel slapped onto it. But this was yeah. equal to a Power Rangers episode. Uh, WTF are you people thinking? Uh, 1990s Spawn movie all over again. That's a harsh criticism to call it Spawn. <laughs> if anybody has seen that film. I have uh, two really different ones. Uh, a five star one and a one star one. Let's start with the one star. Unwanted high. Fun movie with quite nice jokes. Good CGI, good fighting scenes. But kind of lazy uh, writing. I wish the star plot would be more meaningful. There 
are many scenes that doesn't have any logical explanation. Sadly, but I can't give this more out three out of ten, and it gives it one star on uh, on Rotten Tomatoes. But uh, I I found this five star one more funny because of a spelling mistake, and I will <laughs> re- read okay. it like it's uh, re- read it like it's uh, written. Okay. <laughs> I saw. Saw like sawing mm-hmm. it twice in the same night. I ultra ultra. I'm not the biggest fan of the girlfriend, and I'm also not a big fan of the casting choice with her either. So maybe that's that. But I found the character Eddie to be pretty brilliant, played by Tom Holland. While he really can't do uh, an American accent without letting his homegrown accent slipping through. Totally worked in this uh, case, and his relationship with uh, Venom was hilarious but scary, which drew me in even more. I'm not a comic book fan, but Venom violence and sarcasm, just pure ugliness, took my breath away. Tom Holland is not in this movie, just by the way. By the way, I was wondering <laughs> if that's what that's what she meant or not. Okay, <laughs> I like. Tom Holland? <laughs> Where was he in this movie? <laughs> uh, yes. So what other movies came out this week? Right. I guess let's start with A Star is Born. Right. I've okay. heard this is an Oscar contender, is what I'm hearing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, let's see. A seasoned musician, Jackie Maine, discovers, a f- discovers and falls in love with struggling artist Allie. She has just uh, about given up on her dream to make it big as a singer until Jackson coaxes her into the spotlight. 8.5 out of 10 on IMDb, 91% on Rotten Tomatoes, and 4.9 out of 5 on Facebook. Really good scores all the way across the board. So, yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. Directed by Bradley Cooper. Starring Bradley Cooper and Lady Gaga, as well as Sam Elliott. Sam Elliott's always like him. Mm-hmm. It's got Dave Chappelle in it. It's got Andrew Dice Clay in it. <laughs> Andrew Dice what? Clay, that's random. Yeah, so um, there's been some controversial <laughs> things between Venom and A Star is Born. Okay. Yes. Really? Uh, yes, let's read this tweet, for example, of Sally McGee. Oh dear, hashtag Venom was so bad. I can't believe I actually took this time to see it. I mean, it was free, so luckily I didn't have to pay uh, for such bad acting. Looks like my daughter is taking me to see hashtag A Star Is Born with Lady Gaga and Bradley Cooper to share me up. Okay, that's okay. one. One. I don't see okay. anything Let's... wrong there, but continue. No. Okay, let's read another uh, tweet, Luke. Just came back after hashtag Venom premiere, and the whole thing was horrible. My grandson hated it and called it the worst movie ever. My good friend Sarah suggested I should uh, watch this A Star Is Born movie, which has Lady Gaga. So, yeah, I'm excited for that. I'm starting to see a trend here. Are these fake tweets, Mm. bro? Well, 
extremely disappointed to, uh, with the letdown that Venom, hashtag Venom was. One of the movies I was most excited uh, for turned out to be the worst film. He to say I'm considering I'm not the biggest Venom fan. Looks like Bill talking to my family to hashtag explore is born instead. Okay. Hmm. Uh, Russians? Well, Are the Russians this? behind this film? What, what about this tweet instead? Very disappointing in a way. The news uh, 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 hashtag star is born movie turned out. Probably the worst uh, Bradley Cooper movie ever. I do not recommend it. Together with my husband, my nine children, and eight grandchildren, I decided to watch Hashtag Venom, and we were very surprised how amazing this movie was. And somebody tweeted that as a, a, a reply, because it that's every fucking thing. Yeah. Everything so, what? Okay, you're gonna have to explain no. this better, bro. Because I'm, I don't, so, I, I kind of understand so, what's happening here, but not 100. percent So the thing is, uh, it looks like every Lady Gaga fan tweeted the same tweet, a little like, hmm, like there a was little... a, uh, what do you call it, a Mad Lib, and they just had to fill in like right. mom or grandma into the space, yes. and then tweet what, it, yeah, yes. okay. So. <laughs> So, yeah. You don't think and it was every... the Russian bots trying to no. um, destroy Venom like they tr tried to destroy Star Wars, bro? No, but it, it's just, it's so, it's very, very, very interesting. I think it's the Russians. It's got to be. <laughs> yeah, so there's been some uh, controversial about how Lady... Gaga fans are using Twitter to end reality. I, my guess is it's not... I, I'm guessing it's probably more some kind of um, advertising agency that's doing this and not just a bunch of yep. Lady Gaga fans, but that's fine. Yep, that's what I think as well. Especially when every tweet looks so fucking <laughs> the same. Like Everybody's like, I went to see Venom. What a right. fucking disgrace. Oh... I'm so happy that I will see hashtag star is born instead. The thing is, bro, I uh, see this every week on Facebook. That's why after you said two tweets, I was able to call it out. It's because every week on Facebook, I see this. Like, you'll, I'll go through a couple different posts and look at all the right. um, uh, replies. And there'll always be ones that are like, wow, that's like the exact same post, but it's coming from somebody different. Just a l little right. tweaked. And it's always pro whatever movie I'm on the page of, you know what I mean? And it's very clear that there are companies specifically put out there just to put out good tweets about the movies to try to hype them up, even on their own social media, so. Yeah, but uh, yeah, no, it was, uh, it, it was, it was kind of funny. What is the last movie? Uh, oh, did you want to do this or I'll do it, I guess. Um, The yeah, Hate You sure. Give, Star mm -hmm. Carter is... Wait, so the other movie was called A Star is Born, and this is the uh, main character is called Star Carter. That's confusing, but Star Carter in this movie called The Hate You Give is constantly switching between two worlds, the poor, mostly black neighborhood where she lives, and the wealthy, mostly white prep school she attends. The uneasy balance between these worlds soon shattered is soon shattered when she witnesses 
the fatal shooting of her childhood best friends at the hand of a police officer. Um, 5.8 out of, 8 out of 10 on IMDb. 97% on Rotten Tomatoes. I'm seeing 81% on Metacritic. Um, directed by George Tillman Jr. Never heard of him. Have you heard of him? Nope. Starring uh, Amanda Steenberg, uh, KJ Appa, Sabrina Carpenter. Never heard of any of these people. So, if you had to pick a movie. Oh, this has Common in it. Oh, Common. <laughs> wow, Common's wasn't he in a movie last week too? He's yeah, like really I think so. he, he's making yeah. that money. Good job, Common. So if you had to watch a movie this week, what would it be? Probably Venom. Yeah. And then you could go and bring your family to hashtag a star is After I hate it, right. Yeah. Exactly. Because I trust everything that is said on the internet. So. <laughs> I, let's after about... hearing that story about those um, tweets and everything, and right. then looking at the scores on the IMDb and the Rotten Tomatoes, it makes me not trust those scores as much, to be honest. No. Hey, let's talk about the last pay-per-view we're going to cover, because we decided this is going to be the last pay-per-view that we cover, because I don't watch the product anymore. Well, that and I'm the next show. I don't even really want to cover just because of what it is. Uh, you're not watching right now, but we're getting the Bella Twins, uh, or maybe just one Bella Twin against Ronda Rousey is going to be the big thing. Uh, I think for Evolution is going to be the big match. So that's good for the women's empowerment pay per view. Uh, they also are trying to get Ric Flair on the Evolution show because you know Ric Flair, women's empowerment. I think of those things; they go right to, hand in hand, right, bro? <laughs> He's never beaten any women up, or you know, like objectified women in any way. So Ric Flair, ambassador for all women. Uh, and then it just uh, the other thing at the end of this pay per view. Obviously, they're setting up for this tag match that I don't want. So in reality, I don't give a crap about WWE until what, maybe January, so maybe yeah. we'll come, I'll come back to it then? I don't know. I, I've i just stopped watching the product. I have absolutely no interest. So it's going to be a really big surprise who wins this pay-per-view thing. Uh, let's go through it, though. The New Day defeated Cesaro and Sheamus. Right. Um, let's see, who got a point there? Uh, you got a point there. Charlotte Flair defended, uh, defeated Becky Lynch. Hello? Yes? Oh, I lost you for a second. Continue. Charlotte Flair defeated Becky Lynch. And I'm seeing... I got a point there. Right. Bobby Lashley and uh, John Cena defeated Elias and Kevin Owens. Why am I not seeing this? Bobby Lashley... Oh, right. Oh, there it is. I got a point there. The Iconics uh, defeated Oscar and Naomi. And we both got a point there. AJ Styles defeated uh, Samoa Joe. Uh, we both got that wrong. Ronda Rousey and the Bella Twins defeated the right Scott. And we both got that right. Buddy Murphy defeated Cedric Alexander. I got that right. 
Shield defeated Braun Strowman, Dolph Ziggler, and Drew McIntyre. I got that right. Daniel Bryan defeated The Miss. We both got that wrong, actually. And Triple H defeated The Undertaker. And we both got that wrong. Uh, I guess even though, I think it was on mo- Monday of the week-long show, I was like, I'm pretty sure Triple H is going to win. It had to have been Tuesday, because it was after I watched Raw. But they, right. they, they pretty much told you on Raw that he was going to win, so... Uh, but then they turned on him, and it sets up for the tag match. I'm guessing in Saudi Arabia. I I don't know. I'm not going to watch it. <laughs> right, but you watch this, right? So you have to have some concept of what happened in it. Yes, yes. So you, I, I watched this. Right. With the, Just because you won't watch it in my, the future didn't I, mean you wa- didn't watch this and have no comment on this that we're talking about currently. <laughs> oh my gosh. Uh, well, my comment is. Snore. Like, I saw this at 11 in the morning, so that was nice. Other than that, uh, I can't say anything about the paper other than it was it was a big meh. Uh, yeah, uh, I'd never seen Buddy Murphy wrestle a singles match before, and he was pretty good. Oh, he was good. I think that was, like, the best match on the show, wasn't it? Oh, yeah. Oh, definitely. That- uh, 205 Live match, which I would have never known anything about because I don't watch 205 Live. So, yeah. but yeah, I think we're both taking a break from wrestling for a while because it's just garbage right now. Um, I'm, I watched TNA this week. I guess I didn't mention that in the uh, TV round, but yeah, oh, I'm back to watching yeah. TNA. So, the, but the thing is, we can't do bets on TNA because they don't really do pay per views. Maybe once they do a pay per view again, we can bet on that, bro. But well, we're gonna figure out something else at some point to bet on. So. You know, uh, the Bound for Glory is next, next uh, week, right? Oh, we could do Bound for Glory then, I suppose, if you want to. No, we'll, we'll talk about it off air. Let's talk about it off air. It, it's this weekend, isn't it? Uh, buy me some time and I'll look it up. I will buy you some time. Uh, yes, now we will do something else. Uh, I promise. We are looking for something else to do instead of uh, pay-per-views because we we want to have a bet so we're, we're kind of looking into it you can go to audibletrial.com slash another digital citizen that's audibletrial.com slash another digital citizen you can get a free book there uh you can even cancel uh uh your subscription to it and keep the book that you bought but i promise you you will have enjoyment of that and you will keep it. I'm an Audible uh, member myself and I use it a lot. Uh, Yeah, so I'm seeing that it is this weekend. That's what I'm seeing. Bound for Glory October 14th. So that would be on Sunday, yeah. (laughs) We could do it. Let's talk about it off air. It's kind of close to this one, but I'm fine with doing it if you want to do it, bro. What? Bound for Glory? Yeah. But then we have to record it now. Oh, yeah, that's right. Uh, yep, then we're not doing it. It's not happening then. <laughs> I was like, it's next weekend. This is the show before right. the weekend. <laughs> yeah, that's not happening. That's what, that's what I meant about it's this weekend. Yeah. Yes, do you have anything you want to plug? No, I'm good this week. Yeah, me too. 
coming next week we will talk news of the week we will talk manifest uh, episode 4 review uh, another digital review of Goosebumps 2 Haunted Halloween uh, here's, here's my question is Jack Black in it? oh I don't know was he in the first one? yes he was oh, I know you saw the first one I remember you talking yeah. about it um, I really liked the first one he must I would imagine he is then well I guess we'll find out next week yeah uh, and we will do a review of uh, a movie called The Fool uh, by 2018. It's a Christian movie that uh, I wanted to see about the Banana Man. Uh, it's a documentary, right? right? Yes. Well, a documentary because it's made by Ray Comfort. So... Yes, we will talk a lot about why Ray Comfort is called the Banana Man, and yeah. not the it's... British superhero that we also found out about today that turns into a superhero <laughs> when he eats bananas. No. Not that Banana Man, if you're British. Not that Banana Man. But yeah, another Banana Man. Yes, we will explain everything next week. So next, that's next week. Uh, we will maybe cover Bound for Glory if we watch it. I'm going to watch it. Uh, I might get around to it. I mean, I watched TNA this week, so uh, I might as well give it a try. I don't know. We'll t- we'll see if we if I'm gonna watch it or not. Okay. Uh, anything else? Uh, I think I'm good this week. Yeah, me too. From Norway and the United States of America. Goodbye, everybody. Goodbye, everybody. Goodbye, citizen. Goodbye.